Well, I'm so excited to be here for maybe some of you guys don't know me and that's okay. I won't hold it against you, I promise. Uh, you know what, my wife and I, we actually spent, what, 10, 11 years here in this house before we uh, stepped out to serve in Claire's home. And so we've been gone now six years. So coming in this parking lot this morning, we're like, geez, is it gonna be conference today? What's going on today? Oh wait, I gotta share. Uh, so that's, we're talking about our happy place. One, I love making people happy. That is a happy place for me, ask my wife. But I'm not gonna talk about that happy place today. Another happy place is coffee. I'm not gonna talk about that one today. But I am gonna talk about riding motor motorbikes. I got some friends of mine that about six years ago um, kind of took us on a journey. My wife and I were in our mini convertible. Thought, oh, this is gonna be cool. We're just gonna follow our friends on their motorbikes and we're gonna drive in our convertible. I felt like such an outsider. I said, I'm never doing that again. So the next year we had motorbikes, just saying. So we've been riding for about five years. And you know, in that five years, it's quickly become my favorite thing to do. You know, when I do it, it helps me to catch my breath. There's not many things in life that help me catch my breath. I run pretty hard all the time. As you can tell, I don't sit still. So that's why I said, bring me the table, bring me a chair to center me a little bit today. You know, it helps me refocus my thinking when I'm on my bike. Because I don't know about you guys, I get inundated with stuff all day long. Anybody else get inundated with stuff all day long? Okay, you guys aren't interactive. Okay, I'd, this doesn't work for me. <laughs> Okay, I need a little feedback. That's who I am. Okay, so are you somebody that has a lot coming at you every day? Come on, students in the building. Come on, you got teachers throwing questions at you. Come on, okay, there we go. I got a few hands. That's who I am. I'm animated. That's what I do. Um, you know what? Uh, riding my bike resets me from a rough day. I can get on my bike, and by the time I leave Claire's home to Staveley, which is like here to Coaldale, I can literally feel things in my body break off. Literally, anxiety leaves my chest. So now you guys all want to start riding motorbikes. I know you do. You know, it helps me think clearly. But even with all those things going on all at once, guess what I must do? I must stay focused when I'm riding my bike. I can't relax so much on my bike, right, Paul? I just can't relax so much on my bike that I'm not paying attention and keep my guard up a little bit. Because guess what? There's no room for error. Guess what I don't have? I don't have a seatbelt. That's right, I don't. I don't have airbags. You guys got airbags in your cars, SUVs, and as long as they're like that, you know, of that era, you know, unless you're Paul driving his Mercury, you know. So, yeah, as you know, I know Paul. Him and I, we go back almost 30 years. I don't have, let's see, what else? I don't have a structural frame around me. Did you know that riding a motorbike, it takes me longer to brake than you guys? So if you guys all of a sudden lock up your brakes in front of me, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I got to be paying attention to the car in front of you and the car in front of that one and the car in front of that one to make sure that I stay light, all right? You know what else? People don't see me. That's why I got loud pipes. Ask Paul. He's ridden behind me. Loud pipes. They save lives. Right, Jamie? Come on, buddy. Come on, butter. Come on, Jamie. Give it to me. He's like back there. Brap, brap. Yeah, I know he is. He's back there. But you know what? So when I'm riding, I must stay vigilant. I must stay alert. I must stay focused. I must be looking way ahead, anticipating what's coming. Guess what else is an enemy to me on a motorbike? Gravel. 
you guys that just go on those gravel roads to visit your friends on farms out here, you know, like whatever. Sure, rub my nose in it, you know. Like gravel is an enemy of a motorbike. I'm just saying that. I got to watch out for debris. You know what? You guys have a tire that blows out and you leave that rubber on the road. That's dangerous to me on my bike. I must stay vigilant. You know what? But this is how the writer of Hebrews is writing to you and me. So this is where I'm going to start my message. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. I've been reading in the Amplified. I love all the extra little stuff that they put in there because it just helps Brian's brain synapses fire here a little bit better. It says, for this reason, that is because of God's final revelation in his son Jesus, and because of Jesus' superiority to the angels, we must pay much closer attention than ever to the things that we have heard so that we do not in any way drift away from the truth. Drift away from the truth. You know what? My bikes, I've had two of them. My Harley like to pull this way. My Yamaha likes to pull this way. So guess what I cannot do? I can't do that because my bike has a natural drift. Guess what? You and I, we each have a natural drift in our lives. And we're going to typically pull to that natural drift unless we stay focused, unless we stay attentive. Each one of us may have an internal assumption. Each one of us might have a tradition that we were raised with in that this is the right way to do something. A complacency. Maybe a misbelief. Well, guess what mine is? Mine is that I've got this, that I can do anything. I was raised with the mom that basically said, you know what, when life, life knocks you down, just keep getting back up. So I'm the guy that just keeps getting back up, you know, like a yo-yo. <laughs> You can picture the yo-yo in my hand. Everybody's watching over here now, aren't they? <laughs> They're all, yeah. What color was it? Red. Okay, red. Thank you. Okay, that's like your motorbike again. All right. You know, <laughs> the other thing that I tell myself all the time is that I'm okay. When you know what? Sometimes I'm not. Yes, a pastor's saying that sometimes he's not okay. That means, guess what, guys? It's okay for you to not always be okay. That's a real place here at church, okay? Each one of us is going through real stuff. You know, however, the longer that I'm in this journey of faith, I've discovered that God's wanting to help me unlearn more things than I've already learned. Anybody else in the unlearning business right now? Okay, pastor. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I got one hand. Anybody else in the unlearning business right now? Okay, thank you. You know what? God's wanting us to unlearn some of our misbeliefs, the things that we grew up with, right? That guys don't cry. That's a lie, by the way. I cry all the time, right, dear? She's like, yes, it's embarrassing. <laughs> he wants to uncover and restore us to wholeness. That's where my journey's taking us today. Goes on in Hebrews. I'll be honest, I hate preaching out of Hebrews. It's my least favorite chapter in the New Test book in the New Testament, but God said preach out of it. I'm like, okay, thanks, God. <laughs> he does that to us sometimes, right? Says this says, Take care, brothers and sisters, that there not be in any one of you a wicked, unbelieving heart which refuses to trust and rely on the Lord, a heart that turns away from the living God but continually encourage one another every day as long as it is called today, 
And there is an opportunity so that none of you will be hardened into settled rebellion, but by deceitfulness of sin and its cleverness, delusive glamour and sophistication. Did you know that your own heart is just that, clever, delusive, glamour, and sophisticated at deceiving you? I don't know. Have you ever bought a car that when you bought it, you're going, dang, why did I do that? And why did I take on that car payment? Oh my gosh, why did I buy that dinette set that I really didn't need because I sat at a table and chairs and anybody else being deceived by their own heart? Come on, be real. Okay, I got one hand in the back. I've been deceived by my own heart. So guess what? You know what? God, that's what the Hebrew writer's talking about. He's like, guess what? We need to guard our heart against that. The writer of Hebrews is reminding us that our own thoughts want to deceive us and dilute the life that has been given to us. There are areas in our heart fighting to make us refuse to rely on the living God, even turn away. Can you believe that your heart is wanting to lie to you to the point to deceive you to have you walk away from God today? Come on, I'm, I'm, I'm going to preach it real today. Like, I'm being real, you know. My heart argues with me all the time. And if you aren't being real and telling yourself that, and, and listening to that truth, you know what? Guess what's happening? The water's getting colder and colder and colder and colder. We've got to fight to stay hot for God. Maybe, you know what? You've seen somebody that you know that just had the fire of God in their life, doing miracles and everything in their lives, having all kinds of crazy stuff happening that God's doing amazing. And then all of a sudden they walk away and you're like, what the heck happened there? Guess what? Their heart deceived them. So the writer of Hebrews, he gave us a little key in there. You and I have a choice every day as to how we will engage, how we're going to walk, how we're going to run, how we're going to think, how we're going to act. It's going to happen either by design or by default. If I don't do an alignment on my car regularly, guess what? My tires start to wear funny. Anybody else have knobby tires? They guess what? You didn't do an alignment on your vehicle soon enough. Just saying. So God's saying, do an alignment of our heart. Do an alignment of our mind right now. An amazing guide that has been given to us that can keep us sharp and focused is, we're going to read again, Hebrews, here we go. For the word of God is living and active, full of power, making it imperative, energizing, effective. Anybody want to be energized? Anybody want to be effective? Sharpen up your getting into the word skills. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say it hard and fast. We're in summer. Holiday mode happens. I don't know about you guys. I've had to set some things in order. I'm going to share that in a little bit. Here we go. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating as far as the division of the soul and spirit, the completeness of a person. Anybody want to be complete today? I know I want to be a complete. I want to be complete. Because guess what? There's a lot of incompleteness still in me. God's working on it. But you know what? I got to work with him on it. It takes and goes to both joint and marrow, to the deepest part of our nature, exposing and judging the very thoughts and intents of a heart. We need the Word of God to help us to judge our own thoughts and intents of our heart. And if we're not in the Word regularly, guess what? We don't have that alignment happening. We need the Word of God actively flowing in our lives to help lead our heart. When I'm wanting to go somewhere on a new bike trip, guess what I do? I take a GPS. Well, actually, my wife takes the GPS because she always leads. But anyways... 
Because <laughs> as a guy, guess what? I think I know how to get everywhere. <laughs> but you know what? She'll plug it into the GPS. The thing is, the GPS is an amazing tool. Because if you say, I want to go to this destination, and you plug it in, it's going to plug in the most fuel-efficient route. Guess what? You can take the most scenic route if you want and see all the crazy, awesome, amazing sights. But you know what? Guess what? It took taking the time to plug the data in where I wanted to go. So where do you want to go in your faith today? Where do you want to go in who you are as a person today? In your relationship with God, what are you going to plug into today? There was another hint further back in that Hebrews verse. I'm going to just tip, tip, tip. It says, but continually encourage one another every day, back in Hebrews 3, 12, and 13. But I'm going to ask you, how can you encourage one another if you don't have anybody in your life? I'll be honest, I'm really thankful for people like the Pauls in my life and the Jamies in my life and my wonderful friends in the front row, Tim and Jen over here. Because guess what? Encouragers. I got people in my life that... I encourage and they encourage me. We need that. The Gerber family, you know, like they've been around as long as I can think, right? And guess what? They're just encouragers. Do you have encouragers in your life that you've intentionally put there? It's going to be by design or default. You can either have people that just sit there and tell you all the bad things about God, that you keep them around just because you've been friends with them a long time. Or guess what? You can design something specific. Who's going to put courage into you today? That's okay. I'm going there. I'm going there. I am. Yes, I am. Okay. You know, the other thing is, guess what? When I bought my bike, they didn't just sell me the bike. They're like, hey, have you walked over in this leather section over here? Yes, you look great in chaps. Oh, by the way, did you go over here to the glove section? You need gloves. Do you have boots? You need leather boots. Because have you ever watched those videos of people that ride motorbikes wipe out that don't have boots on? Oh! That'll, it's true. It's disgusting. It's like all of a sudden, it's like no fingers, no toes, no. Yeah. Anyways, well, guess what? Looking back, I didn't know that I needed all those things, the boots, the helmet, the, the chaps, the, the armor. I didn't know that I needed all those things. But you know what? I'm thankful that I put them on because guess what? Now they just sit in my trunk and I ride just in my jeans and no helmet, right? That's, that's how I want to live my life on a motorbike. Mm-mm. My wife and I, we go everywhere with chaps, helmet, gloves. Even in Montana where they say you can take your helmet off. Mm-mm. That's not solid enough to go uncovered, just saying. But you know what? Basically, guess what? We've been given the information that we need to put on every day to keep us safe while we're running through life. But it's our responsibility whether we put it on or not. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, guess what? Sorry. Mm-hmm. There we go. Found my note. I bumped it and it went whoop to the top. You guys have been given a, a gift, maybe a new life, new freedom, new dreams, new visions, hopefully. And if you haven't got new vision, see Jen. She'll help you find it. It's a true story. <laughs> right, Jade? Yeah, Jason. Mm-hmm. True story. Go see her. She's awesome. You know what? But guess what? You're the only one that can actively maintain this. My wife can't maintain it for me. My friends can't maintain my faith for me. My parents can't maintain my faith for me. 
Not even your church. You know what? Parallel Church is awesome as we are here. I really think we have an awesome thing going on here at Parallel Church. I don't know about you guys. But, you know, even your church can't give you enough in your faith journey. So my question to you today is, what are the guards you're setting in your life? The must-be's. Colossians 3, 1 through or, yeah, Colossians 3, 1 through 3 says this. It says, therefore, if you have been raised with Christ to new life, I hope you're there today, to new life, sharing in his resurrection from the dead, keep seeking the things that are above. Where Christ is seated at the right hand, set your mind and keep focused. You know what? Like I said, when I'm riding my bike, I have to keep focused. Are you guys keeping focused in this season? And it says this, set your mind, keep focused habitually. I don't know about you guys. The term habits has been given a bad word, a bad rap. God's word says habitually on the things above, heavenly things, not on the things that are on the earth, which have only temporal value. For you died to this world and your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. When I see that word habitually, my brain wants to think bad. However, the Lord is hinting at something very powerful. What would this summer look like for you and for me if we set some new habits, some new focuses, maybe new goals, new revelations, new visions, new accountability? What would it look like? Guess what Pastor Brian has? I have reading accountability partners. So my wife and I, guess what? We do a daily devotional every day. Why? Because I want to encourage her, and I hope she wants to encourage me. You know what? But it, I'll be honest. It took time to get that set up to actually think that, oh, that might be a good idea. It took a little while. It took a little while. But you know what? My wife and I are reading accountability partners now. So she shares a thought from the day, and I share a thought from the day on the same devotional every day. Guess what? I've also got a guys reading group that I invite a bunch of guys to. And I'm like, you know what? Share a thought every day. Because guess what? Your thought might bring freedom for somebody else. And their thought might bring freedom to you. And guess what it does? It's like, hmm, I don't want to let them down. Do you have some of those I don't want to let them down relationships in your life? It's your choice. Design or default. I'm going to ask you another question. Have you engaged in a connect group? You're going into summer, and guess what happens? Everybody's like, I'm going camping. Why don't you go as a connect group camping together? We need our connections. We need our connections. And in the summertime, what happens a lot of times because we're busy going and doing our thing, we forget about some of the things that God needs us to have in our life. So I'm going to ask it. One more question I'm going to ask. Have you joined a serve team? A lot of times because summer's busy, we go, maybe I'm going to take the summer off. But you know, what if that serve team is the team that helps you through your next crisis? But if you had pulled away, they wouldn't know that you're going through that crisis. Serve teams. It's like I've been on the music team. Paul and I, I mean, geez, we've... 18 years I've been playing with him, known him almost 30. You know what? We do life together. Foldens, I mean, I've known the Foldens forever. And guess what? We do life together. 
Gerber, same thing. And you know where all those relationships fashioned? Right here on this stage. So who do you need to do life with? Your choice. Summer can be a time of disconnect. What if it became a time of gauging in newer, healthier habits? Because we have a little more time for breath. We have a little more sunshine. We have a little bit more outdoor fun opportunities. So instead of just going dirt biking alone, to be like the Gerbers, they take people with them. Instead of going camping alone, take people with you. Instead of doing barbecues alone, take people with you. Instead of going for bike rides alone, take people with you. What if we set some new intentional strengths into our summer? If we stayed active in all aspects of our faith? And I'm not speaking this to try to judge anybody, so please don't hear that. You know what? I love you guys, and the last thing I want to see is this summer take you out. I want to see the people around you cheering you on and encouraging you through anything that comes at you. Celebrating when you get engaged. Because guess what? There's somebody that's going to get engaged this summer. I'm sure of it. It kind of happens in the summertime. Right, Jen? It does. So for me, today's takeaway is this. Designed habits get designed results. So what are you intentionally designing today? What are you intentionally designing into your faith life today? And like I said, this isn't judging. In all honesty, it's taken me years to develop some amazing habits. So you know what I say today? Start today. Start today. Don't let the enemy speak and allow you to feel judgment from your yesterday. Start today. Start today. Now when I think of that start today, kind of going to go back to Philippians 2. I like how the Apostle Paul says this, not that I have already obtained it, this goal of being Christ-like, or have already been made perfect, but I actively press on so that I might take hold. Maybe for some of you today, you know what? You haven't attained it yet. I haven't attained it yet. But maybe for some of you today, you haven't even started that journey and something that I love about Parallel Church is that, you know what, every week we give opportunity for those that are not yet stepped into a relationship with God to step into a relationship, to step into a place where he wants to put power into your life, power into relationships, revelation into your mind and into your heart that you can go and find new vision that you can find new freedom, that you can find new hope, that you can find new relationship. Because it says that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and we believe in our heart that he rose from the dead, we can start that journey. So we say a simple prayer every week, and I'm just going to get every one of you to just bow your heads with me, close your eyes. I'm going to ask you to pray it out loud. Pray it out loud like it's the first time you've ever prayed it. 
pray it out loud for the person beside you that maybe is starting that journey for the first time. Because if you pray it, guess what? Something's going to happen today. And God's going to allow you an opportunity to start designing new habits today. It goes like this. Dear Jesus, I confess that you are God. And I believe you rose from the dead. And I ask you right now to become my God, my Lord, my Savior, and my friend. I thank you for forgiving me all my wrong, for accepting me just as I am, that my past is past, and I can begin anew with you right now. Jesus, I give my heart to you. Now, with every head bowed and every eye closed, you know, I'm not going to call you out or embarrass you, but you know what? We want to make sure we get a Bible into your hand because that's going to be the best new habit you can start. So just, if that's you this morning and you prayed that prayer this morning, just look up. Give me a little wave if that's you. We want to make sure we get that Bible into your hand this morning. Amen, amen. Isn't God good this morning? All right.